Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT. I'm out here on a walk right now in the wonderful city of Boise, Idaho. Actually, I was, um, I'm up here on the rim on Elder Street and uh, right off of Vista. You can hear the freeway over here to my right. Get a hot ride down there to my, um, well, actually, actually to the west is where it is. So west is in front of me right now. I'm getting ready to head north. I'm going to turn and go down to Waihee Street here. I was just seeing a friend I haven't seen for a while and uh, was thinking about just the different struggles we have in life. And uh, I don't know, I mean, if you're tuning in from another country, maybe you don't have these same struggles we do here in the USA, but there's a lot of afflictions that have happened to a lot of people early on in life. And I, uh, I was sitting there thinking about that and I thought, man, man, this would be a good topic to talk about because, you know, sometimes I don't get these topics you know, while I'm sitting in my room, sometimes I'm out walking, and sometimes I don't have my phone. Well, today I happen to have my phone because I've been listening to music, and um, I'm in an area where there's not a lot of people, so I've got my mask pulled down to my chin, and here we are. And we're doing Rev DDT's broadcast right now. <laughs> I know I'm quite out of my mind, but that's okay because I'm not in your mind. <laughs> All right. No, anyway, so America, we have these struggles. And um, some of these struggles we have are not brought on by our by ourselves, not brought on by us. Like, okay, say, somebody says, well, what do you mean, Mr. Rev DDT guy? Well, I'll tell you what I mean. I mean this. Some things happen because other people's wills and their twisted mind, twisted heart, twisted way of looking at things has a tendency to decide to become a floodgate into another person's life no matter what, no matter how old they are, no matter how innocent they are, no matter how tiny they are, no matter how much they are loved by a family and loved by people, and I'm talking about children being molested or children being hurt or children just, you know, little kids. And I was thinking about how there's this wave I noticed here in Boise, Idaho. I don't know if it's anywhere else. It probably is. You know, if you guys want to talk about it any further, give me a give me a direct message there at uh, at there at Anchor because I got a I guess I got an email there. If I don't, you know, um, you can use this one. Use uh, wow, there's a really beautiful eagle right or not eagle but a hawk right above me. Wow. Oh my gosh, why he's big too. Whoa. So right over my head. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So anyway, um, yeah, this area is the area where we have birds of prey, and I live up here in the south end of town, up on the bench, up on the first bench. The second bench is where I'm walking at right now, but getting ready to go back down to the first bench. But the first bench we call, and that bench is, happens to be um, the bench, happens to be right out here on the south end of town where there's a desert, and the desert's where, you know, the hawks like, and they also like circling the neighborhoods, and there are some that have built nests and trees in some of our neighborhoods. And every once in a while I get sound bites or pictures of them or whatever. And, but I always get to enjoy them when they fly around because, man, they're cool. Especially when they're hunting. I mean, they're just up there in the sky and all of a sudden they just dive straight for the ground. Hauling balls to the ground. And, yeah. They're down there and all of a sudden they swoop off and carry off their little field mouse or whatever they're getting hold of. Maybe it's a snake for the day. Who knows? But I do know this, so they're fun to watch. So are the peregrine falcons. And this area is rarely known for peregrine falcons. That's just a couple of uh, side notes. So anyway, so children getting molested is what I was thinking about mostly because I was thinking about how 
this town has a meth epidemic, especially up in this neighborhood where I live at, up in the, this in the town. This in the town has just become like meth mecca up here. Um, don't even know why. I, it's, uh, I guess, you know, if you go back through the years, you can see the, that there were times in this town where there was a lot of drug activity and it was in certain areas and stuff like that. But the reason why I bring meth up and bring this uh, thing up about children getting hurt and stuff is because well, I've noticed something. I've been noticing this for years. Most people I talk to now, I'm not going to give names. I'm not going to give stories. I don't need to do that. Um, enough people understand this. And maybe you live in a country where you don't, but this might be helpful, though. But I have noticed a trend. And one of these trends I've noticed is, is that there's this uh, line of a direct line to you. Okay, so most of the people I talk to, and I do I take confession on everything. I, you know, I hear everybody's... I, it's just one of those things, man. People just come and sit down and just tell me their whole life story, okay? So it's just how it works. I, I don't know exactly everything about it, but I do know that I'm, I listen, and I, and I listen to God, too, while I'm listening to them, and I help them a lot of times with the answers I give or just just being there, just to be a friend and, and just to hear and listen, right? Because sometimes that's all you need to do is just listen. Sometimes we just need someone to listen to us. Some of us don't even have anybody that listens to us, and so we, like, seek us out constantly. And there are sometimes we're living in a household where, yeah, the people are cool and everything, but they just aren't not good listeners, you know? They're more like good talkers or something. I don't know, or whatever, you know? The thing of it is is that people come in and sit down and they talk to me, and when we start talking about, you know, and usually it's troubled people that I'm talking with. Usually everybody in this, so far I've found, is troubled some in some way or another. There are only a few people every once in a while I've run into that aren't, aren't so troubled about anything. And it could be something that's in their heart that's been there for a long time, maybe it's something about the past, who knows. Man, it smells beautiful out here. It rained last night, and yesterday and last night, and I knew it wasn't going to rain today. <laughs> I told them, I said, it's not going to rain today. It might rain later, but I doubt it, I highly seriously doubt it, because I see blue sky just right here around me underneath and behind some of these clouds and right back behind me there on the south is blue and that's where the storm came from so anyway it smells beautiful out here after it rains that's one thing about this city I really like a lot because every time it rains it washes the sky and it smells so good and not only that this city smells good most of the year round we got a lot of trees here that give off odor a wonderful aromatic aromatic flavor of wooded scent no <laughs> I'm not real good at that, but I thought I'd try it anyway. There's Table Rock Butte over there across the canyon from me. Yeah, I'm in a canyon. Okay, so I'm sitting on the edge of a freaking, of a, uh, of a lake bed, basically. And prehistoric lake called Lake Idaho. It was a long time ago. Yeah, prehistoric, obviously. It's prehistoric. You know? uh -huh. And um, if you go across, directly across over here to the south. Oh, I guess it's southwest, south by southwest. More south by southwest to southwest, we have the Owyhee Canyon, or the Owyhee Mountains are over there. The Owyhees, we call them. And um, I look over there and see them there. I've got white snow on them sometimes. I can't see them right now, though. i got to get up a little higher than where I am. Or a little out further. Head out on the freeway towards Mount Home and get out there far enough. You can see the Owyhees really well. And um, you can also see it from the foothills, too. But anyway, that is the other side of the lake bed, or part of it, anyway. And uh, this area is volcanic, so there's a lot of hot springs, which I like that. But it could go kaboom anytime, just like every other place in the whole freaking planet. This crazy spaceship we're flying on. 
not in, but on, <laughs> called the High Flying Zoo. It's quite a zoo-like. All kinds of things can hurt you. Life can hurt you. People can hurt you. And that's what we're really talking about here, is we're talking about people that can hurt you. And how that it set a trend. And what, here's the trend that I noticed. A lot of meth users and a lot of heroin users have um, a past history where they were molested when they were children. And I am not kidding you. This is like uncanny how many people I've heard the same story from over and over again over the years. And I talk to a lot of people, a lot. You, wouldn't be, you, wouldn't, you even, can't even imagine how many people I talk to every year, especially, especially in the summer season. As I get out more, people get out more. Now, I'm looking at the canal. See, I'm up here on Hawaii. I'm over this, this canal right here, and it's called the New York Canal. And it's a treacherous one. One of my friends, little brothers, lost his life one day when we were all playing together in the canal. At the canal, down further, down there by the golf course, down by Hillcrest Golf Course. And um, it's Andrew Seidenfeld's son, little brother, the um, little Paul. He had some rocks. In. We were throwing rocks in and stuff, playing and playing by the water. As older kids were, and we went and we were all playing together. And he went down and grabbed some rocks and he went to throw them in. And one of them, he had it in his shirt and he went to draw, dump it in. And it pulled him right in and he was gone. I mean, he was just gone. We, I, we dove in, we looked for him, we couldn't find him. He was gone. I mean, the current just took him. But, um, yeah. You'd think he would have been on the bottom right there, you know, because he had that rock in his shirt, but who knows what happened when he hit the water. He, all I know is he was just gone, he got swept away. And there's been other people who lost their lives in this canal, too. There are some canals in the city you can actually swim in. They're not uh, dirty water canals. They're, well, they're the river. They're, they're from the freaking, uh, the, we got a reservoir right above us here, and they're from the reservoir and the, and the river, where the river, we split the river off just past the reservoir so we could get water into these neighborhoods and stuff for irrigation and stuff like that at the time. Now it's, um, it's still irrigation though. This canal transports water way out to Meridian and stuff and, and some other places too as well as I think. If I remember right, this one goes all the way to Lake Lowell. One of them does. Yeah, it's this one, New York Canal. Kind of interesting little side side note there, a little history of Boise, a little, uh, little geological oddity here. Wow, that's It was a cement factory right right below. I'm up on the walking down the hill here. It was a cement factory down here. We played when I played in when I was a kid back in the 70s, but it's gone. Very place with houses and stuff. There's no open property right back here. You saw right down below the, the the hill I'm walking down. I guess this is a hill, yeah, Hawaii Hill. So that trend that I noticed. So yeah, you're getting a little bit of everything today. Get a little bit of my weirdness and a little bit of spaced out and see what the hell is that? Whoa. I mean the glass is like a piece of diamond. I swear this was a diamond. This glass, alright. Holy smokes, that looks just like a diamond. That's a trip. I mean that thing's cut like a rock. <sighs> anyway. Jack. Little freaking fly man. You know what I don't like is I don't like flies. Okay, and mosquitoes and stuff like that. And I don't like wasps. They don't like me either, so. Touche. You know? I don't like wasps at all, man. They're constantly fighting the damn things. Building freaking nests around our yard. I get stung by a wasp a couple of years ago. Actually, it was last summer, I think. It was summer before last. Summer before last. And uh, other stuff, you know. Maybe it, was, maybe it was this year, the first of the summer. I don't know, anyway. Hey, that thing swelled up, man. It swelled the top of my foot up like a freaking mountain. Stung me between my toes, man. But you know, things do sting in life. 
things you cut, things you hurt. I mean, just crazy high flames you were on. The thing's flying at a thousand miles an hour, man, through outer space. Well, we call it outer space because it's outside of where we're at, but you know, through space, through the in the universe. Uh, the thing that gets me is, is, is everything moving at the same rate? I wonder. We haven't been able to actually monitor that or measure that. I mean, some people would say, yeah, because we can see how the light works, blah, 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 and go on this whole scientific explanation, and you're like lost going, what the hell, man? Thought I tuned into this podcast for something other than science. <laughs> but no, you haven't. You've tuned in for something other than whatever. <laughs> and here we are. But I did notice that trend, though. A lot of people I talk to that have suffering in their lives have had and are suffering with meth addiction or, or heroin addiction even, um, have got this past history with a lot of afflictions in their life. They had a broken family or they just, had, maybe they had a good family and it just fell apart somewhere in their own heart. It just was, was, was slipping off away from the family, away from, and starting to do drugs and hanging around with other, other savory people that do the same things, you know, and you, you kind of, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm not saying this is anything that I'm not used to because I'm used to it, even in my own life. You know, I had meth problems. I had other 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 kinds of drugs, drug problems as well. You know, I wasn't using heroin. I tried that once and hated it. But I liked other stuff like Valium and things like that. I never got into doing um, painkillers because painkillers, other than Valium, was the only thing that I could actually use that didn't make me sick. And Valium, I didn't want to get into using that because I did use it a little, a little bit. You know, abuse it, I should say, a little bit when I was younger. But the thing is, is that um, I realized at one point, like when I was 17, I said, man, I can't, I'm going to quit taking Valium. And I said to myself, I'm going to quit take, using these because I don't want to get an addiction to them because just in case I need them when I have to go to the hospital because I couldn't use any other painkillers. Couldn't use Demerol, couldn't use morphine, couldn't use any of that stuff. And even though I experimented with all those things. And, and other drugs too, you know, other kinds of drugs, all kinds of drugs. But where did that come from? Why was I active? Because I, I was raised in a normal family, so to speak. My mom didn't use drugs. My dad didn't use drugs. My dad left when I was seven, but and some people say, well, there's a problem. I tell you, I grew up in a fatherless home. And I said, no, no. I had a stepdad. He moved in. He kind of came in about two years later. So I really only missed like a, a skip. And yeah, it really hurt me that my dad was gone. And, we were best friends, I thought, when I was like five years old, six years old, seven years old. We were best friends, and he leaves, and he leaves me there, and I'm like going, oh, crap. Called him an asshole when he walked out the door. So I said, you know, you're an asshole. You left. And it, was because, it wasn't because of what he did to my mom, my mom and my brother, and I know that sounds sad, but it's because me and him were best friends, and he split, right? But what they didn't know was when we was four, when I was four years old, five years old, actually, I was five years old. I was five years old, I got molested by an old man. Uh, it was babysitting us, you know, but grandma and grandpa, these, of these friends of my mom had, uh, my parents had, you know, had made friends with my mom, actually made friends with, I don't know when they made friends with each other. I think they went to school together or something here in Idaho or, or wherever, or whatever, but they, they were friends. I'm not going to go into that whole story. Don't need to name names, so I'm not going to, but, uh, you know, I was molested. So were my brothers, so were my sisters, uh, so were any, any kid, any kid, any kids that he was babysitting. It was, it was, uh, my friends. Um, and other people that I know too that are in this town that are dealing with and, and I dealt with the same problems meth and all that stuff too I kind of wonder why that is now if I had to been molested or if any of us kids had been molested would we ever have gone into that I don't know there's no way of really telling you know and who wants to back up and redo all that right and who wants to set up a test for that fuck that shit man that's like 
that's fucked, man. Fuck that. That's like being crazy or something. We don't test stuff like that. Most of the time it gets overlooked. And you know when you don't people today and I'm you know, and I know my audience, I know who you are. I, I checked my demographics out on my analytics on my freaking on the on the site, you know. That's anchor.fm. Anchor.fm for your podcast, anchor.fm. You should be doing a podcast because man, I want to hear what you gotta say. I want to hear, share, share your life with us. Anyway, there's your plug for Anchor. And um, Anchor does everything. They just really make it really easy for you to do a podcast. And, and also, you make a little bit of money too. If you get sponsors. Oh, there we go. Dude on skateboard with a dog. And they're hauling ass. And I know they just came down the hill because uh, they weren't down this other street. And he's really cruising. Dog's pulling him. He's stopping now. Hey, I like how he stopped. That was fucking smart. <laughs> Skateboarder to rock, man. Woo! All right, man. That was cool. <laughs> anyway, um, a lot of squirrels here, too. Look, there's a squirrel. Hey, squirrel, what are you doing? Oh, hey, buddy. Oh, man. He's right there. <laughs> Later. <laughs> he was, like, almost arm treat. Arm's length away from me, man. Oh, that was cool. Cool. Still got it with the animals. Yeah, baby. Woo-hoo. This is nice, so there's a trailer court over here to the left of me. That would be facing east. I mean west, excuse me. I'd be facing west. And they have moved a lot of the older trailers out and put a lot of these modular homes in there. One, two, three, four, five, six. They're working on one there, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten on one side, one at the back back there, eleven, twelve. We've got an empty lot right here in the front. They're gonna put another one, twelve. 13. Is that Jerry Peterson? I think I see Terry's dad. Maybe not, though. 13, 14, 15, 16, 16, 17 of these right here in this. It's starting to look... I mean, I always like the trailer park because it's got trees and stuff, and it always looks nice. But, oh, that's just in one area. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So far, I can count 22, 23. And they look good, too. Nope, that's not Terry's dad. Mr. Peterson. Terry's dad. He lives down here. Grandma's old trailer, uh, which is not really an old trailer. I mean, it's older, but it's nice. Yeah, Jerry, Terry's dad's cool. I like him. He's Mr. Peterson, man. He was the mailman for a while, long time. Over here, too. Over here in Boise on this one area of town. That is South End, up here by Malad Street. I'm on a Waihee. I'm still walking down a Waihee, by the way. I just decided to go for a walk, and it's working out pretty good, so I'm still walking. Stopped raining. It was drizzling when I should say. Stopped drizzling like when I started walking. So it was nice out. But um, yeah, man. I mean, think about that. All these different things that we go through, these different troubles we have, and all this stuff that we that we just have to deal with, man, in life. Sometimes it's just too much, and it's because somebody else had a had that deck of cards that they wanted to deal to us. They wanted to take away what we had and give. And give us what they had. And sometimes that stuff is bad news, baby. Now, there are some things that some people sometimes take away from us when we're kids. that, And they replace it with something that's better. And sometimes that sucks. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's better. It depends on how we, how we deal with it, how we look at it. But when you get molested or fucking, you know, tormented or tortured when you're a kid, you know, it has a lasting imprint on you. And I'm here to tell you today, it's not your fault, man. You've been sold a bag of goods. Society likes to say, 
And the person that's the victim is always at fault for some reason, somewhere, somehow. And you see that in freaking, you can even see it in our movies, our TV shows, other bullshit like that. But the truth of it is, is that it's not your fault sometimes. There are things that are our fault. Don't get me wrong. We make bad decisions too. But sometimes those bad decisions are tainted by that very thing that came in and wrecked us in the first place. And they really don't have an answer for that. I mean, sure, some of the scientists have an answer. Psychologists, psychiatrists maybe have somewhat of an answer, but they've really got no clue. they got no clue unless they've been there themselves. But there are some compassionate people in this world that do understand and help. And they have a caring heart, and God's on their side. And God works through them. And God's the one that does know. He understands. He knows exactly what we're going through. He's our best friend. He should be your best friend. You can't, look, man, you can't go through life wanting everybody that you get into a relationship to make you happy. But a lot of times that's what happens after we've been freaking, you know, messed up like that. After we've been hurt like that. That we just start acting that way. We don't know why we're acting that way. A lot of times it goes back to that one hurt because nobody really listened to you. Nobody really said, hey, tell me your story. I understand. I'm here for you. I want to help you. Whatever I can do to help you, whatever it is you need, I'm here for you, okay? And be there, right? And when the person reaches out, boom, got a friend, lasting friend, some healing, some help. A little bit of help is a lot of healing. A lot of healing is great, a great lot of help. It's even more so, it's, 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 it's wholeness. But really, aren't we just talking about that in the first place? I mean, that's what we started this podcast off with was uh, the freaking government being a jerk and, and whatever else. And, and really it's, you know, really we're here to listen. I'm here to hear you. If you want to, email me, D.D. Tilton, T-I-L-T-O-N, at, uh, no, that would be D.D. Tilton 62 at gmail.com. Email me there and we can talk. Or at anchor.fm. It's anchor.fm. Yes, for your podcast, anchor.fm. <laughs> squirrel barking at me. I like the squirrels and the birds. I like hearing them and I got to get out of this town, especially this in the town. Well, I, I got to get out of here. I got to get away from this airport and all this noise, man. And I ain't talking about the squirrels, I'm talking about that. And this. Traffic. Ugh. Turning down the side street and heading back in towards the neighborhood, man. Gonna go to the hood here in a minute. I'm gonna hang out there and see my peeps, okay? Oh, there's a cat. Is it a talker? Most cats are. Uh, he's walking right towards me. That is normal, too. <laughs> now he turned. Now he stopped. Now he's staring. Now he's hiding. No peace walking towards me again. Hey, what are you doing, kitty? Well, hello. Hi there. How you doing? Not a talker today. What you doing? Just chilling? Yeah, me too. Yeah, chilling while I'm walking. Peace, brother. <laughs> that look on his face like, whoa, who are you? How's it going? <laughs> oh, no, 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 I don't have anything to get you stoned with, so get back. No, just kidding. <laughs> Cats are a trip, man.
the coolers all get out. So are dogs. Cats are just very different. Gotta love them animals, man. Well, let's see. Now we're heading back towards the south again. So we're heading back towards my hood. And uh, it's beautiful out here. Not a lot of noise now. I don't know if you can hear the birds or not, but those are always a nice welcome. Nature, nature's a good thing. So you get out in nature, sometimes all you need to do is just take a walk for a little while and clear your head. Do it. Get out in your city and walk. Um, if you live in an area where there's high pollution, I'd wear a mask anyway, but if you got high pollution, definitely wear a mask because it's going to help you. I've been practicing wearing mine anyway, no matter what. Now today I didn't work because I'm talking to y'all. But I have it on my chin. When I'm done talking, I'll put it back over my mouth. But the thing of it is, is that there ain't nobody out here, though, either. So I'm all right. Nobody breathing in my face, giving me COVID or anything like that. And I don't need that. Nobody needs that. And I feel better now that I've gotten out and walked. Today, I was feeling like crap when I woke up, having a bad morning. You know, it's a horrible thing when your bed is so fucked up. It hurts you to sleep on it. And believe me, that's where I was at when I woke up this morning. Man, I ached everywhere from that damn bed. Just making my shoulders hurt, making everything hurt. So, time to get a new bed. Thank you for the money, Daddy. Thank you for my new bed, Papa. Now, you know, I was listening and listening to what how Jesus prayed to God for things. And the pinnacle of his prayers was to me, it would be calling Lazarus out of the grave, you know, when it comes to that, you know, doing miracles and stuff. Hey, yo, come on out, buddy. You know, I think it's interesting, too, that's the very thing. You go look this up, too, and see this. Jesus said, he said, lift up to the heavens, raise his hands up, look up to the heavens, and said, thank you, Father, for always hearing me when I pray. And then told Lazarus to come out of the grave. That's a command, right? He told him to come out. Somebody might go into a theological debate over this. Oh, well, he had all the authority because he is the Christ. And Christ put his, put his fullness in us and it pleased God that his fullness dwells in us so we have the same authority as Christ. You know, and he goes on all thing. And he's like, oh, shut up. We don't need to hear all that. What we need to see is the very simplicity of what he said and what he did. And what he said afterwards, too. Lazarus came forth. He did. He came out. He was dead as a doorknob, man. He came out, man. Four days in the grave. His sister Martha, she's all... But Lord, he stinketh us. You know, she said, he, he came up to her, she's the first one he sees. She comes running out to see him. If he would have been here, he never would have died. And he's like, oh, do you believe? Blah, blah, blah. He's actually started talking about the resurrection. He said, do you believe the resurrection? She said, yeah, we'll see him in the resurrection. He said, no, I am the resurrection. <laughs> there you go, baby. I mean, that's some bold stuff, man. I like that Jesus guy. He's my bro, man. That is my homie there. He puts it straight forward and... Doesn't he bottom lines it? Doesn't leave it hanging for anybody to even guess at it. He is the resurrection. There you go, baby. Uh huh. Ruth says, "But Lord," and he says, "Let's go see where he's at, where he laid him at." Now Mary's on her way out to go rebuke him too, but she hadn't quite got there yet. And she says, "Martha says, but Lord, he must stinketh. He's been in four days." And uh, the Lord just you know starts walking on, and Mary meets him. And, Thank you. Basically the same thing. Kind of try to rebuke him. You know. He goes to the grave. He said, if you just believe, you'd see. See, think about that, man. He didn't say, if you see, you'll believe. He didn't do that. He didn't say that. He directly didn't say that, as a matter of fact. 
And a lot of people miss this. They miss this. They also miss this next part, too. He said, if you believe, you'll see. You would see. Basically, he said, you'll see if you believe. If you believe, you'll see. If you don't believe, you won't see. What was there to see if you believe? What is there to see when you believe? What is there? I mean, that's a good question to ask the Lord. Ask him yourself. Ask him. And wait for his answer. Let him tell you. Now, it may not come right away. It may come like half hour later when you're doing dishes. Or maybe the next morning when you're taking a shower. Or maybe a few days later. Or a week or a month. Or even a year or whatever. But listen. Keep your ear open for that. And keep bugging him about it too when he says that. Expecting. Here's one of the ways expectancy works. It's not keep bugging him like, Oh Lord, please let me have this. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about praying with faith straight up. Thank you, Father, for always hearing. Thank you, Jesus, for always hearing me. Thank you for answering that prayer. Lord, when are you going to do that? Man? Come on. Come on, when are you going to do that? I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. Make sure I'm awake so I can see it. Come on, man. I want to see it, Lord. Come on. It's called pressing in. A lot of people don't have that mastered. I don't even have it mastered. But I use it all the time. because, And it gets me a lot of answers. That's why I use it all the time. Now... You may be thinking, oh, this guy's full of crap. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Well, turn off the broadcast then. You don't have to listen to it. But if you're not one of those people and you go, huh, that's inspired me to try something different. Or, because when you think about it, you still keep doing the same things the same way, expecting different results. That's called insanity, right? But we're talking about breaking that. Well, isn't this what this podcast is all about? I mean, think about the broadcasting here. What did it say in the bio? It said, Get you to think outside the box. Why was that? Why would that be important? It's important, especially right now, even more so right now, because of disease and stuff. Thinking outside the box, people. Come on, man. Living outside the box. A lot of times we just get stuck in this humdrum way of life, and we think this is all that there is, and there's not going to be any more. And I'll tell you, that's a dangerous place to be in. It's, da- it's downright deadly. You don't want to be in that kind of place. You want to be in a place where things are, you know, harmonious is good, even if there is friction. Right? Remember, we talked about that before. Getting in the groove, you need a little bit of friction to keep you, I'll tell you what it does. It keeps us humble in some ways. Because we get downright, oh yeah, I'm cruising, I'm in harmony, I'm in, you know, my shit don't stink all of a sudden. Pretty soon you're like, people are jumping on you, beating the crap out of you because your shit does stink. You know? Or whatever. A little bit of friction in, in the groove is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. A lot of times we're like trained as young people to think that it's bad. And it's not bad. Making mistakes is not bad. No, it's good. How the hell do you think you freaking learn things? Go back, clear back to the whole stove you know, or the fire and the finger. And your parents stand there saying, don't touch that, it's hot. You don't even know what the hell she's talking about because, you know, you haven't figured out words yet. You just know how to say them. And you understand them when you're talking to a person in conversation to a certain extent when you're a little kid. But you don't grasp it like you do when you're an adult. But you certainly do after you burn your finger, though. <laughs> hey, though, Dougie. How's it going, old buddy? I think I can't believe you're still alive. Wow. I haven't seen you for a while. Well, good to see you. He's a really old dog. I expect him to be gone. But other than I do, <laughs> How fast you get going on that? Yeah, his earbuds in. Couldn't hear me. And dude on the skateboard. With the dog pulling. 
That was pretty cool. And we're down here with his uh, jetpack car. Yeah, he's cruising, man. See, now they repaved a bunch of the roads. He's going down the paved ones here. Yeah. <laughs> nice paved, no chip in it. It's all nice and smooth, black top. He's on a skateboard and his dog's pulling around. Oh, man. See, you, that, that's another one of those things. You're, you got some friction. You have to have a little bit of friction when you're skateboarding. If you don't, you can, you know, slide on the board. The board can slide on the surface, whatever. You want it to roll, so you got to have a little friction, you know. Friction's not bad. And banking mistakes is not a bad thing. You've been told it is. They've, been, they've, they've filled your head full of a bunch of knowledge that you don't need. You need to discard that knowledge and replace it with some good knowledge. Some knowledge that uh, is supportive. Supportive of what you're doing in life. And remember, if you're hurting on your side because you were, something happened to you when you were a kid, and maybe you're angry, maybe you're not, let it go. Let go. Let, let the person go. Let yourself go. As long as we hold on to uh, an affliction that's happened to us in the past, guess what happens to us? We stay in the past. We never move into today. We never become this person that is now alive. We become somebody that's more like a ghost or a zombie in some ways. You know? You're just moving through life. Letting life, like, be. Instead of engaging life. Yep. Engaging life is a good thing. Now, see, if there were no risks taken, we wouldn't be over here on this continent living in this time and space that we live in right now. If there were no risks taken, we would not have known what it's like to go fly to the moon and come back. I don't know it, but, you know, humanity does. And we're all humanity, right? There you go, baby. We're all humanity. Oh, somebody lost a cat. Let's see what it looks like. Oh, his name is Merlin. Let's see what's in there. It's a full adult male cat. Wow, it's beautiful. Golly. Blue eyes, creamy white colored fur. Wow, he's a good looking cat. Got lost in there. Shown in this person. In the name of Jesus, this cat be found. Amen. Return to its owners, too. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Papa, for always hearing me when I pray. Oh, yeah. And it says in scripture, if God, if we know God hears us when we pray, we could have those things that we ask for. That's that simple. Don't try to add anything to that, because if you add anything to it, you're just adding something to God's words. Don't do that. Holy Spirit inspired. God speaks. The Son demonstrates. The Spirit does the operation. Praise God for the unity of Christ. The Trinity, the Holy Trinity of God. Thank you. God is Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit understands us in every way, shape, or form. Any way we think, anything that's happened to us. We have a listening ear, a guiding light, and one beautiful heart. One big, giant, huge, beautiful, God-sized heart to love us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Hey, y'all. Have a great day. I'm Rev GT. I'm not too far from home. A couple blocks, and I'm out. <laughs> Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev D D T.